Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Tainus Daf Chavav, the first daf of the fourth parak of Mesechus Tainus, but first we have to finish the third parak, Bezrus Hashem. Today's shiur is sponsored by Dr. David Lander, in honor of his wife and children. It's also sponsored by Friends of the Beach Minion, Lizchus Rufu Shlema, Fa'ariyeh David Alevi Ben Yehuda Shira. It's also sponsored by Avi and Esti Goldstein and family, Lizecha Nishmas, their beloved son, my beloved Talmud, Zachary Goldstein, Chaim Tzvi Ben Avraham, upon his third yard site, which is today. His Nisham Shav and Aliyah, and it's also sponsored by the Yudin and Tversky families, Lezech and Nishmas, their grandmother, Rebetzin Gittel Tversky, Gittel Basar of Yaakov Yosef, the Chernobyl Rebetzin of Borough Park, whose yard site is today. Rebetzin Tversky's home was known for endless chesed and chesed to every Jew needing a warm meal or a place to sleep. Her Nisham Shav and Aliyah, and we thank uh, the sponsors. <coughs> all very much for the sponsorship. So first thing we're going to discuss, we're going to finish up our discussion from yesterday, is what happens if you're in the middle of fasting and then it starts to rain. And the Gemara is going to discuss when that's a good sign, when that's a bad sign, depending on the timing of the raining, and then uh, the timing of the rain, and then Be'ez Hashem we will begin the fourth and final parak of the Masechta, and it's one big Mishnah, it seems to happen a lot of Masechah's Tainis, that instead of the, the Mishnah is being broken down, you just have the whole Mishnah at the very beginning of the parak. so we have that over here as well, and the mission is going to discuss five topics to sort of set up the parak for us. First is that the Mishnah is going to tell us that uh, there's a mitzvah of Nesiyas Kapayim on the Yemei Hatainis, and it's going to talk about how many of the Tfilos Hayom do we do in Nesiyas Kapayim, do the Kohanim Duchin on the Yemei Hatainis. And then the Gemara is going to tell us what the Ma'amodos, the Mishnah is going to tell us what the Ma'amodos are. The Amida Ala Karban that's done on behalf of Klal Yisrael. Then we're going to discuss other dates that were uh, set up for the uh, for people who were uh, designated to bring the Eitzim to the Beis HaMikdash. People who had earned that right to be the ones to donate the Eitzim to the Beis HaMikdash. And then we're going to uh, talk about the uh, the Tanios ta- of Shiva Asur and Tisha and why those were instituted. Five reasons for each of them. And then the Mishnah is going to conclude with some Nechama that we shouldn't uh, we shouldn't have Yehush because of all of the Tzaros that Klal Yisrael experiences. And then on the middle of Amir Beis we're going to finally get to the Gemara. And the Gemara is going to have machlokas, whether they do Nesiyas Kapayim by Mincha and by Ne'ila. And then at the very end of the daf, we're going to talk about the dinam of a Kohen who's shikr, not to be Nesiyas Kapav, and uh, what the parameter, what the, what the source of that idea is. So let's begin. We're holding four lines into the very wide lines. On daf, Chaf Hei, Amid Beis, we are Rabbi Yehuda Nesiyah. So Rabbi Yehuda Nesiyah goes to Tainis, if Yadudam Sham Lachar Neitzachama. Rabbi Yehuda Nesiyah was goes to Tainis, and it started to rain after Neitzachama. So Savar Lashlamin, Rabbi Yudah thought he should tell the Tzibur that they still have to fast the rest of the day. Amalei Rabbi Ami, Kodem Chatzos V'achar Chatzos Shaninu. Rabbi Ami said, no, no, we paskin that as long as it rains before Chatzos, before it's even recognizable that anybody's fasting, no one eats still Chatzos anyway, you you, uh, you don't have to continue the fast. It's only once it's recognizable that people are fasting, where it's past Chatzos Hayom, and people normally would have eaten by now, only then would you have to fast the rest of the day. Shmuel HaKatan Gazer Tanis, was gozer tainus on the tzibur and it started to rain kodem anetzachama before netzachama kasvur nam lomer shivcha shel tziburu. Everyone thought, wow, we must be doing something right. We're gozer tainus and before anetzachama, it's already uh, it's, uh, it's already starting to rain. Then Hakadosh Baruch must be very happy with us. So Amalem Shmuel said, you're you're interpreting it all wrong. You know what this is like? It's like a 
like an Eved that wants a gift from his uh, master. Amr lehem. So the, re- the, the, the master tells uh, the servants, tenu, tells his, uh, the people who help him out, just give it to him. I can't stand to listen to this guy anymore. Instead of a whole day of me listening to them crying about it, just give it to them so I won't have to deal with them anymore. So it's not a good sign, Min HaShemayim. Shuv Shmuel HaKatan Gazer Tainis. Another time Shmuel HaKatan was Gazer Tainis. V'yodolam Geshamim L'Achish Kiesachama. And it started to rain after Shkiesachama, meaning at the very end of the day. So we did have a full day of davening to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So Ksfur Mom Lomer, Shiv Choshot Sibur Hu. So the people said, oh, we know this one. Shmuel HaKatan taught us last time that if we get to daven all day, that's a good sign. So this must be a Shavach of the Tzibur. Amlem Shmuel, Shmuel HaKatan said to them, Lo Shavach Shal Tzibur Hu. No, this isn't good either. It's like an Eved that looks for a gift from his master, and the master says, you know what, let him schwitz a little. I'll give it to him, but let him, uh, let, let him schwitz a little. I was just reading the biography of uh, Meisha Reichman, of Paul Reichman, and uh, they told the Meisha there that there was a, guy, uh, a, a yeshiva guy who got himself into trouble by doing things that he should not have done, and he needed someone to bail him out, otherwise he was going to end up in jail. So they asked, uh, they asked Paul Reichman to help out, and he said, uh, I need to think about this one. I'm not, not so... Uh, and then he waited a few days before he got back to them. So someone who knew him well said, it's obvious you were going to help this guy. Why did you have to... He said, let him schwitz a little. If a guy does something like that, he should have to, he should have, to have a little cheshman and nefesh before, uh, before he's just bailed out. So, uh, okay, so let him schwitz a little. That's what Kodesh Baruch is saying, that it's okay that to let them uh, wonder whether the rain is going to come. So Shmuel HaKatan was, uh, was telling him that everything was bad. So it says, How does the Tzibur ever know? What would be the sign that Hashem is actually happy with us? So, that Kodesh Baruch waits till we start davening, but then immediately as we're davening, he makes it happen. That we say, and the wind starts howling. We say, and all of a sudden it starts raining. That would show that Kodesh Baruch is happy with us. The Mishnah said that one time they were Gozer Tainus and Lud, and they came in the afternoon and they read Halal Gadol. So says, well, they should have said Halal right away as soon as it started to rain. I mean, the case of the Mishnah was it started to rain before Chatzos. Everyone went home and they ate, and then they came back and they said Halal Gadol to uh, thank Kodesh Baruch Hu for this uh, blessing. But why didn't they say Halal Gadol right away? Why did they have to go home first? That you don't say Halal unless you're satiated. You only say Halal when uh, when when uh, when when you're ready have a have a full stomach. Uh, the uh, the the says no sin lechem l'chol basar. So if you can say no sin lechem l'chol basar, it should be at a time where a person has a full stomach. So they don't say it when they're still shri and betaynis. So that's why they waited till after the meal. So says Mar Eini, is that really so? Papa went to the base of a fellow named Dabi Gover, the Gozer Tainus, and he was Gozer Tainus because it hadn't rained, and it uh, rained before Chatzos, they said the Halal and then they went home and they, ate, and they ate and drank. So apparently it's okay to say the Halal even before 
Eating and drinking. Says Marnao, the Bnei Mechuzah are different. They drink a lot during their Su'udos, and that's why Papa had to tell them to say the Halal first, because if they get drunk during their Su'uda, they're not going to be able to say Halal afterwards. But when there's no Shashikhus, and you don't have to worry that people are going to go and get drunk, then it's better to say Halal when you have a, uh, when you have a full stomach. Good, so that is Hadron Lach Seydetainios Elu. Now we begin Bezra Sashem, the fourth parak of Mesech Titus. And as we mentioned, this Mishnah is really like five different Mishnayas. It's five different topics that are going to be discussed in this Mishnah. So first we start with the following. That there are three times a year where the Kanam are going to do four times in a single day. By all four tefillos of that day. What are those three times a year where there are four tefillos during which to do? On the Tainios, on the Mamados, and on Yom Kippurim. From the fact that the Mishnah lists Tfilas Ni'ila among the Tfilas Ayom, the Ritva's Medayek, that the Zman of Tfilas Ni'ila must be when it's still Yom, because there wouldn't be Nesiyas Kapayim Belayla. So if we're doing Nesiyas Kapayim during Ni'ila, it must be that the proper time for Ni'ila is before nightfall. When the Gemara says in Yuma Pezayin that Tfilas Ni'ila patters shall arvis, uh, that, uh, that according to the Shita of Rav in Mesechus Yuma, that when you dive in Ni'ila, that will exempt you from Tfilas Arvis, so that, which implies that it's Belayla, it could be that that just means because it's Tfilas Ni'ila is said at a time that's also Ra'oi technically for Tfilas Arvis. From Tchilas Shkiyas Achama is already the Zman that's Ra'oi for Mincha and for Marv and therefore Ni'ila Patr Shal Arvis. However, the Ran writes that Ni'ila is Patr Shal Arvis because uh, you're davening Misha Chashecha. You're davening after it's already dark so you don't need to daven again after it's dark. Sounds like the Ran holds that the Zman of Ni'ila is really Belayla. So the Chidah in Birke Yosef says that when Rav says that you could daven ni'ila and pater shal arvis, he's clearly arguing on our Mishnah. And he holds that the Zman of ni'ila is belayla. Our Mishnah, by saying that you do nesiyas kapayim at ni'ila, must hold that ni'ila is actually bayom and is not belayla. So uh, these are the times where we're going to do ni'ila four times in a single day. Shachos Musab Mincha and ni'ila. The Gemara is going to ask, well, wait a second, is there a ni'ila at all four of these times? Is there a ni'ila by, 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 at all three, rather, of these uh, of these occasions? So the Gemara will discuss that. Which of these occasions don't actually have an ilah, which make the Mishnah much more difficult to read. So now the Mishnah discusses Eluhein Ma'amados. What are the Ma'amados? Or at least that's what you think the words Eluhein Ma'amados mean. But the, based on what the Mishnah says next, it sounds like Eluhein Ma'amados means what's the source of the concept of Ma'amados. Not what are the Ma'amados, not to describe and set up the Ma'amados, but what's the makar of the Din of Ma'amados. Because the Pasuk says, Savis Bnei Yisrael, and Vamatalem, as Kabanilachmi, it says, as Kabanilachmi, and it goes on to say, Lisha Rechni Chokh Tishmur Lahakrivli Bumado, that the Karban Tamid comes from the from the Shkalim that the Jewish people donated, and everyone is a Chelek, therefore, in the Karban Tamid. So if everyone is a Chelek in the Karban Tamid, it belongs to all of Klal Yisrael. You ever hear of such a thing that a person's carbon is going to be brought, and he's not Omer al Gabav? If he's not there, he's not. Uh, guarding it, how could anyone watch it? So, since it can't be that Klal Yisrael is Omer al Gabi the Karban Tamid, 
each and every day, no one would ever work. No one would ever. We would all have to fit into the base. It wouldn't be shaykh. So that we divide up Kohanim into 24 Mishmaros and they rotate uh, doing the Avodah of the Mesa Mikdash. I'll call Mishmar Mishmar and for each Mishmar there was a, uh, a, a group of Levim and a group of Yisraelim corresponding to that, uh, to that Mishmar and their purpose was to be omid on the Karban of their brothers as a Shlichus of Klal Yisrael. So they represented the Tzibor. The Karban Tamid belongs to the old Tzibor but there was a Maimon made up of all segments of Klal Yisrael, of Karim Levim Yisraelim that represented Klal Yisrael for that week's Karbanos. If it came time for the Mishmar to go to Yerushalayim to do their avoda, so Karim Levim, all of Yerushalayim, the Karim Levim were on that week, would go to Yerushalayim, to Eretz Yisrael, to, to Yerushalayim, to do the, the Karim, to do the avoda, the Levim, to do the Shira, and the Yisrael, the Yisrael that are associated with that Mishmar, would go and gather together in their cities, and they would daven about the Karbanos that are being brought, that it should be in the Skabal Baratzon, and throughout that entire week they would fast, and they would, uh, and they would do extra Kriyas HaTorah, they do Kriyas HaTorah, Dafka from Maisa Bereshis. That's in addition to the Anche Maimed that lived in Yerushalayim and were standing in the base of Migdash on the carbon, because the whole point was that you needed people watching over the carbon, you needed people there in Yerushalayim. So what the Mishnah is telling us is that yes, you had a group of Yisraelim uh, that were in Yerushalayim, but then you had another group of Yisraelim in their own cities that were that corresponded to that week's Mishmar that would uh, that would fast and would uh, read a special Kriyas HaTorah. Now the idea of Ma'amados, the Ramam explains in the sixth parak of Klei Migdash that the Anshe Ma'amid are Shluchei Kol Yisrael, that they are Shluchim of all of Klal Yisrael. So it sounds the Ramam seems to describe very clearly that it works midin Shlichus. That uh, so all of Klal Yisrael is Omer al Karbanam when you have the representatives of the Ma'amid that are being Omer on the uh, the Karban. That's what the Bali Ita writes. It's quoted in the Torah in Hilchus Mila and Yerdes and Reis Samachai that the Minig is that the Avia Ben is Omer at the Bris Al and he lets him know that he's his shliach because uh, just like by a carbon that Efshar Karbano Shaladim Omer Al Gabav so Mila also relates to carbon that's why we say that a sandik is kemakter ketores that there's uh, that, that there is this concept that Mila somehow relates to carbon so you need the uh, bala carbon the avia ben to be Omer Al Gabav and says baliter and to make the uh, the moel the shliach that's a whole diun in achronim whether that's true that the avia ben is supposed to make the moel the shliach some moel them, I notice are makbid about it, that they'll tell the Aviyah Ben, make me your shliach. Others are not. It's precise like that, that Davka not, but uh, different uh, shitos as to whether to make make the uh, make him a shliach. But that's what the Balitra says, that uh, Davka to make to make him a shliach. Right? It seems a little bit odd. Normally, if uh, if you have a relative, let's say, that's uh, having surgery, so the one rule they'll have in the hospital is that the relative should not be in the room while they're doing surgery. They would want, so uh, you, you, you bring your child and the male is doing, uh, is doing the mila, and now you have the Aviyah Ben standing right next to him? No, that's because it has a din of a carbon. So whether it's healthy or not, that's, that's what you got to do, because that has a, has a din of a carbon. Rishonim raised the question that if you say that the Kohanim, that works if you say Kohanim or Shluchet done. So I understand that you need to be Omid al Karbano because uh, the Kohen is working for you. But there is a whole discussion in Masechus Nadarim, Taflam Medalid, whether Kohanim or Shluchet done or Shluchet Rachmana. So if they're Shluchet Rachmana, they're not our Shluchim anyway. So why do we need to be Omid? al-al-karban. So the, uh, the Akronim suggest that uh, nevertheless, yeah, you need the das bailim at the Akrava Sakarban and uh, the, the Kohanim therefore, it's only through the
prove the das bailum that the kwanim become shluchei deshemaya. That yes, enochinami the kwanim are shluchei deshemaya, but they only gain that status because the bailum of the carbon, which is klal Yisrael, is omed al gabeim. That's what makes them shluchei deshemaya. So a little bit different than the Rambam's understanding of the uh, of the ma'amados. Says the Mishnah. Perhaps this is a discussion where the next line belongs in the Mishnah. Tosiyantiv writes that in the more correct versions of the Mishnah, this next line does not appear, and that's what the Marsha writes as well. Um, and uh, the wh- wh- why why not? What's wrong with the line that we're about to read? So nothing's wrong with it. It's just going to uh, it's 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 going to give reasons that the Anshe Maimed would not fast on the erev Shabbos, nor would they fast on Sunday. And absolutely, the Gemara has other reasons also. So it's hard to imagine that the Mishnah gave a reason, and the Gemara just piped up with other reasons without quoting Bryce's right. Just mentions other reasons. So that, but uh, here we'll read it anyway. The Anshe Maimed would fast four days that week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But they wouldn't fast on Erev Shabbos out of cover for Shabbos that they shouldn't come into Shabbos when they're uh, very hungry. Um, the uh, the the says that they shouldn't come into Shabbos ra'av. They shouldn't be starving. And on Sunday they wouldn't fast for lobeachem Shabbos kadeshli yitzu mimenucha va'oneg va'oneg liyegia v'tainis v'yamusu. That they shouldn't go from uh, from uh, from overindulging to a day of uh, of fasting. And that change in uh, in habit, that change in eating habit, from eating too much to eating uh, to eating very little, is going to cause them to die. So it's first all right. Die. That's a little dramatic to say that someone's going to die just because they ate a lot on the Erev of a fast day, especially since we do it all the time. We even have a mitzvah to do it on one of the fast days. On Erev Yom Kippur it's a mitzvah to eat a lot. By the way, some of the Rishonim say that that's why there's a mitzvah to eat a lot on Erev Yom Kippur. It's a kiyum of Inui that it will make fasting in Yom Kippur much, much harder if you eat a lot on Erev Yom Kippur. Some of the Rishonim say the opposite, that no, it's a hachan of Yom Kippur to prepare you so that you'll be able to better handle Yom Kippur you eat a lot. But some say no. I, I don't know if it's Rishon Rachman. I said somehow my head, I'm thinking of Svasemes that says like this, that if you eat a lot on Erev that it's going gonna, it's gonna to make life more difficult, it's going to be more difficult to, to, uh, to fast. So that's what our mission is referring to, that's what the Tzvary Sol says Lav musu. you're not going to die but any Shinoi Veses, any sudden change in uh, your eating habits is, uh, is something that your body needs to adjust to. So now the Mishnah discusses the Parshios of Mysobratius that they would read in the Ma'amados So Biyom Rishon, on the first day they would uh, read a Kriyas Torah, and Vayihirakia. The Parsha Bereshis and Vayihirakia. Because they needed to get at least nine Psukim in order to have three Olim, so that's why they'd have to read both of the Parshas. Besheni, on Monday they would read Yihirakia, Vayikavuamayim. All of this is at the very beginning of uh, Parsha's Bereshis. Beshlishi, Yikavuamayim, Vayihimaoros. Berevi'i, Yihimaoros, Vayishrutsuamayim. Bechamishi, Yishrutsuamayim, Vatotse Aretz. Bashishi, and then on Erev Shabbos of that week, Vatotse Aretz, Vayichuluashamayim. So that's uh, throughout the whole week. They only got to the point of a chula shemayim to read the beginning of uh, of parshas bereishis. Parsha gedola karanos b'shnayim. If they had a longer section, meaning six psukim or more, then they would split it into two olim because they, it's you can split six psukim into two olim. Vakatana biyachid. But if they had anything less than six psukim, then a single ola would have to read that uh, that parsha. So parshas bereishis, for example, uh, the very beginning is six psukim. So they would have two. Olim Yehirakia, they'd have only one Ola read Yehirakia. Bishachus of Musaf, and they did this both Shachus 
and Musuf, but Mincha, uh, when it came time to Mincha, they wouldn't bring a Sefer Torah because that would be too much of a Toreach for the uh, of a Tircha for the Tzibur. That's what the Bartanur writes. Why they didn't do it at Mincha? Rather, Nechnasim Bekorin Al Pi and Shema. They would uh, they would gather and they would still read the Parsha, but not from a Torah. They would do Balpe as if they were being Korea Shema. Erev Shabbos Mincha Lo Nechnasim Nekvara Shabbos, and they didn't have this whole Kriyas Torah at Erev Shabbos Mincha because of Kavit Shabbos. They didn't want to take up too much time on uh, on Erev Shabbos, but. Uh, uh, but 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 on a regular day mincha during that week of the Maimud, there would be kore alpeh like kore Shema. So the Gemara is going to discuss kore alpeh. That's aser. So it may be instructed that it says kikore Shema, because we do that all the time. We're kore Shema balpeh all the time. So that's what the uh, Rabbeinu Yonah writes at the end of Masechus Brachos that when it comes to kriya Shema, when it comes to anything that you're going to say balpeh, that any psukim that you that you're going to say Balpeh, usually the reason you're allowed to say them Balpeh is because it's a kiyum of another mitzvah other than Talmud Torah. Meaning, uh, when we do Kriya Satorah in Shul, that's Talmud Torah Barabim. That's a mitzvah of Talmud Torah. It's a unique form of Talmud Torah, and that's why it gets its own Bircha Satorah, but that's what it is. Essentially, it's Talmud Torah. But sometimes you read Psukim, not for the purpose of Talmud Torah. I read Psukim when I say the Haggadah on the night of the Seder. That's not uh, only for Talmud Torah. It's to fulfill the mitzvah Sipritzius Mitzrayim. I read Psukim when I say Kriya Every day, because there's a mitzvah to say Kriyashma. Kohanim read Psukim when they say Psukim when they are Mevarichaam, but that's a mitzvah of Birch's Kohanim. Says Rabbi Yonah, whenever you're fulfilling another mitzvah, then you're allowed to be Kore Al Peh. Then you're allowed, you don't have to read it, Mitoch Haksav, you're allowed to do it, uh, you're allowed to do it, Pal Peh. And the, uh, the reason that Rabbi Yonah has become well known is because of one of the examples that he gives. And he says, for example, when you say Karbanos every morning, you're allowed to do it, Pal Peh. You don't have to read it from it because there's a mitzvah of saying Karbanos, and he implies that it's a mitzvah midal raisa to say Karbanos. That's what uh, Rav Shechter often points out, that L'chorah saying Karbanos should take precedence over Pesukit Zimra. That uh, if you can get away with Baruch Shomer Asher Yishtabach, uh, and that will buy you time to say Karbanos, that if you hold like that, Rabbi Yona, that would be the Karbanos would be midal raisa. Pesukit Zimra is certainly only a minag, so L'chorah should take uh, take precedence. One of my children was listening to a shir I gave, I don't know when, uh, recently, and he was sitting at the dining room table listening to the shir, I see he goes like this and he looks at me and he says Karbanos instead of Pesukit Zimra? Who, does, it, does anyone do that? So some people do, but uh, but most people don't. But uh, but anyway, that's that's that uh, Rabbeinu Yona about being Kore Al Peh. Kol Yom Sheish Halal. Any day that uh, that you have that you say Halal Shalim, meaning uh, we're talking about a day that you say Halal Shalim, but there's no Musaf. So uh, how many of those do you have? So that that's Chanukah, right? I don't know. Uh, we don't have too many other examples. So any day that you have Halal, Ein Maimed B'Shachus. So the, you don't have the Anche Maimed that you're in your Shalim wouldn't uh, daven over the their carbon of, uh, of the rest of Klai Yisrael B'Shachris because they had to say halal they didn't have time for it but uh, there was a maimid by Musaf and by Mincha carbon Musaf in B'Ni'ila if there was a carbon Musaf that day then they would skip the maimid of Ni'ila because they were so busy with the uh, with the carbon Musaf carbon Eitzim if there was a carbon Eitzim a person who was who was uh, donating the wood for the Ma'aracha uh, in the Beis HaMikdash in B'Mincha so then he wouldn't do the maimid of Mincha Divir Rabbi Akiva meaning Rabbi Akiva 
allows for uh, skipping the maimed when there are other things going on by each of the by each of the mamados. Amalo Benazay Benazay said, "Kachay Rabbi Yeshua Shona Kabbal Musaf Ein Bamincha Kachay Rabbi Yeshua Shona Kabbal Musaf Ein Bamincha." If it's a day of a Kabbal Musaf, then there will be no maimed by Mincha. Kabbal Eitzim Ein Benila. If it's a day of Kabbal Eitzim, there will be no maimed by Neila. Chaz Rabbi Kiva Liyashona Kabenazay. Rabbi Kiva then changed his mind and he followed the Shita of the of Benazay, who said like uh, who reported Rabbi Yoshua's opinion. Now the Mishnah discusses the times of these carbonos eitzim. We just mentioned carbon eitzim, so now sort of a new topic. What are these carbon eitzim that we're talking about? Who was who designated to bring carbonos of eitzim at specific times? So atzikanim va'am. Tisha. There are nine dates of the year where people were designated to bring uh, wood to the base of Migdash to supply the Atzei Ma'aracha. Be'echad b'Nisan b'nei Arach ben Yehuda. An Echad b'Nisan, it was uh, the, the family of Arach ben Yehuda. Tosyanta points out that in each of these families we're going to call them ben Yehuda uh, the, because they, or, ben, or, be, or ben Binyamin because those are the two Shvatim that were Galul Bavel and were Olam Bavel that came back from Bavel as opposed to the Aseris Shvatim that were not included in that. So everyone Meaning, since the the uh, the bringing of the atzim maracha is based on being ola lebavel, so uh, so so uh, so therefore it's only those families that returned from bavel. So bnei erech ben Yehuda brought on echad ben Nisan. Bashem Tammuz on the twentieth day of Tammuz bnei David ben Yehuda. Bachamisha ba'av bnei Parush ben Yehuda. Bishivabo on the seventh day of Av bnei or bnei ve Yonadav ben ben Rechav. Basarabo bnei Sina. Ben Binyamin, and Asarabot the the Bnei Sina Ben Ben Binyamin, but Chamisha Asarabot Bnei Zatu Ben Yehuda. The Imam Karnim Levim Kolmisha Kolmisha and incorporated with them were the Karnim Levim and anyone who didn't know what Shevet he belonged to. Ubnei Gonve Eli Ubnei Kotzei Ketzios Beesrimbo. Ubnei Gonve Eli Ubnei Kotzei Ketzios, and the Bnei Gonve Eli Ubnei Kotzei Ketzios were also included with them. Beesrimbo Bnei Pachas Mov Ben Yehuda. On the twentieth day was the Bnei Pachas Mov Ben Yehuda. Beesrimbo Elul Bnei Odd. Ben Yehuda, be'echad b'teves shavu b'nei parushnia, and then be'echad b'teves they they go back to the beginning of the uh, the rotation, and that's how it went around. Be'echad b'teves loyev ha'maimed, and be'echad b'teves there was no maimed at all because shayev ha'halel v'karb mosuf v'karbonatesim. Right, we just had be'echad b'teves is a unique day where you have all of these things. We have uh, halel because it's Hanukkah. You have a karb mosuf because it's Rosh Chodesh. And it was carbonatesim because the bnei parush. We thought having rosh chodesh of uh, Hanukkah and Shabbos, you get everything. But it adds another another layer over here. It's also a day of carbonatesim. So when you have it on Shabbos and so uh, you don't skip anything in benching, right? We said alanis merutzein yalav yavu the whole thing. But a day, a day of carbonatesim, they wouldn't even have any ma'amados because it would being so busy with all these other things would cancel out all their other all the uh, ma'amados. So now the Mishnah discusses the uh, the two major fast days. There are five things that happen on Shavas of and five things that happen on Tishbav that turn these days into uh, to fast days. Ben Yoyada says that it's Dafka Merames on uh, the Aser Sadibros, that because of the, uh, the Aser Sadibros that we didn't observe properly, where you have Chamisha on one Luach and Chamisha on the other Luach, uh, so, uh, so that's why uh, we have uh, Dafka of these five Tsaros that caused us to fast, because we didn't observe the Torah properly. So, on Shiva Asubatamuz, 
what were the five events that uh, that we fast for? So first of all, nishtabru aluchos. The luchos themselves were broken. Number two, batal atamid. The the malchus made a gezerah that we're not allowed to bring carbon tamid to the base of migdash. Vuhufka ir. The wall of Yerushalayim was breached. Vesarf apostamus asatara. And apostamus, one of the Greek officers, burnt the uh, the the Torah, the Torah that Ezra Sofer wrote and was in the Azara, and uh, that they would use as the basis to write all other svarim. I mean, you need to have one definitely correct version of the Torah to, to write from that. You don't want to only be writing from uh, secondary Torahs because then uh, a mistake is just going to perpetuate itself. So you always want to go back to the original. So they had that original Torah of Ezra that they had. So Apostolos burnt that original. And he also established it Selem in the, uh, the, the Heichel. So when we say Apostolos burnt the Torah, Tferestral explains that the Torah was the one that Ezra, that Ezra had in the Azara of that uh, they would be Magia the other swarm, but then he says he b- burnt any Sefer Torah sh- Shematzah, any Sefer Torah that he found. When it says that he was Sarf as a Torah, Belashon Yachid, it really should have been Toros, but it means the, that, uh, that, that, that the Kavana of that Russia was to be Mevatel Torah in general from Klal Yisrael, and that's why it says Belashon Yachid. So that's what the Tzver Yisrael says. It wasn't only about burning that one original Torah, which is tragic enough, but he burnt every Torah that he could find, and he calls the Torah Belashon Dafka to highlight this idea that he wanted to be Mavatal Torah from Klal Yisrael entirely. Rashi has a gear here, but not Vehemit Selim Behechal, but Vuhuamad Selim Behechal. That Menashe was Maimit Selim Behechal, and it was during the Tkuf of Bayes Rishon. However, the Rambam, the eighth parak of Hilchas Tainios, has the gear of Vehemit Selim Behechal, and he understood that Apostomus Harasha was the one who was, who was Maimit Selim Behechal, and it's talking about during the Tkuf of Bayesheni. It's so frightening that it happened twice. That it didn't only happen in the Tzkufa by Israel, it happened in both Bate Middash, uh, once by, uh, by Menashe and once by Epistamus and by Yesheni. Uh, and on Tishba of, there were five things. Number one, the Gezeira came down that we were not allowed to enter Eretz Yisrael. The Chorban by Rishon happened. And the Chorban by Yesheni happened. And uh, Betar was, uh, was, was, was captured after uh, uh, the. the, uh, the Tens of thousands of uh, of Jews were gathered in in, in Betar till the Romans uh, captured it and, uh, and and murdered all of them. and Yushalayim was raised, was plowed over. So Nilka the Betar, the Rambam writes in the fifth paragraph of Hilchos that Betar was an ir gedola. There were thousands, tens of thousands of Jews. It was an ir ve'embi Yisrael. They had a melech gadol, and uh, everyone thought that he was the melech Mashiach. And uh, it fell at the hands of the Romans, and they were all killed. And it was a tsar gedola, like the Chorban Beis Hamikdash, because the loss of hope when you think you have the melech Mashiach and you think Geula has come, and then you realize that that it didn't happen, and that was the end of the the, the Bar Kokhba rebellion, right? That was the end. So Tzvi Yisrael writes that that was 52 years after the Chorban. And there was this large army of uh, of, of Jews in Betar, and they had a melech named Ben Kochva, and a lot of people, a lot of the Chachme Israel, made the mistake thinking that he was actually uh, Mashiach, and then he was killed by a Caesar, and uh, and 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 uh, five hundred eighty thousand Jews, uh, aside from hundreds of thousands that were killed by the Churban Abayis, were killed again. So it was another absolute massacre of uh, of Jewish people, and and a loss of hope that uh, that that Mashiach 
Mashiach was uh, was there. That was uh, right, right. And when we say the the Chachme Yisrael that there were Chachme Yisrael who believed it, right? So famously, Rabbi Akiva was uh, was was a big supporter of uh, of, of Bar Kokhba. So it was uh, one of the great uh, uh, sad things that happened. Rabbi Akiva's life, if you think about it, I was just listening. Rabbi Yisrael Reisman was giving a shear. It was a shear from years ago, but he was he was describing all of the terrible things that happened to Rabbi Akiva, and it's really frightening. I mean, uh, if, if you especially if you take into account all the midrashim, there was like nothing good that happened in his life. So a couple of messages that emerged from there. First of all, Rabbi Akiva, Akiva Nichamtanu, Akiva Nichamtanu, he's always happy. He's always so. How do you have a guy who is he lost a child who was the apple of his eye and was going to be the next God al Adar, and uh, the way he died, even his death was, uh, and and he put all of his apples in the Bar Kokhva basket, and that fell apart. And uh, how how could anyone respect him anymore? After that, everything that he that he suffered, and he was such a positive person, everything is going to be, you know, kivni uh, chamtanu. So, uh, so one thing is we know that he didn't suffer from one of the terrible things. His daughter got divorced. Uh, just all sorts of one of the things that he didn't uh, that he didn't suffer from was that he had a good marriage. Uh, he had he had a wife that was extremely supportive of him. So, uh, so that's maybe a message about the value of that as a uh, as a stabilizing factor in uh, in a person's uh, in a person's life. But uh, but that was the uh, that. That was Rabbi Akiva. That was this uh, this uh, this uh, this Nilka Debeta. Okay. So anyway, what was the other thing I was thinking? I forgot what the other thing I was thinking about Rabbi Akiva. But I guess in general, just to keep the uh, the, the the positive attitude, regardless of what a person uh, what a person goes through. Um, okay. Mishenichlas Av Mimatim Besimcha. Once we're talking about. Uh, what happened in Tishabav? So we mentioned that when Chodesh Av starts, we already minimize the amount of simcha that we do. We don't build a binyan shal simcha. We don't do nitiyah shal simcha. The Gemara will explain Shabbos Chal Tishabav Yos And then when you get to the actual week of Tishabav, Asr Mil Safar L'Chabes, you're not allowed to get a haircut and you're not allowed to do laundry. But Chamishim Mutar Mnekvar Shabbos. But on Thursday of that week, you're allowed to do laundry. Rashi writes, not get a haircut, but laundry for Kavod Shabbos. Tosar B'Kivegus. Medayik from the fact that Rashi says laundry that uh, not to get a haircut and that's when the Chuvus no debutes Medayik from Rashi as well. Magen Avram explains because you don't need a haircut every single week. So if you could have gotten a haircut the week before, people don't need haircuts that frequently. But uh, to wash their clothing, how many changes of clothing did they have already? So that they needed to do uh, they needed to do once a week. So that they made a special exception on uh, on Thursday of the week Shachalbo uh, Tishbav for the sake of uh, for the sake of of covered Shabbos. That means if Tishba fell on Friday, Lechora, that's what the Ran writes, that that used to be possible, but it's no longer possible for Tishba to fall on Friday, so this had to would never apply. Rashi writes that if Tishba falls on a uh, Wednesday, then obviously you're allowed to do kibbutz on, uh, on Thursday, because according to Rav and Chavtas and Beis, we see this kibbutz is only before Tishba, right? It doesn't continue in the week that Tishba falls, it doesn't continue after Tishba. The Ritva says that if Tishba falls on Thursday, then for sure this had to doesn't apply. Meaning, if, if it's actually Tishbav, then for sure you're not allowed to do the laundry on Tishbav itself. However, in the Talmud Arabani, quotes Yeshma Farshim, that even if Tishbav falls on Yom Chamishi, you're allowed to be Machabis, the Kavit Shabbos. The Kavit Shabbos is going to override the Isra of Kibos. Kavit Shabbos is Mitzvah Doraisa, and it's therefore going to go, or Mitzvah Midavir Kabbalah at least, and it's therefore going to override whatever Isra Durabanan this is, not being Machabis uh, during, uh, during Tishbav. Erev Tishbav Adam Shnei Tavshilin. On Erev Tishbav, a person should not eat two separate uh, tavshilin, two separate 
cooked uh, cooked dishes. And Rashi gives the funny example of basar vidagim. It's a funny example for two reasons. First of all, it's erev tishbav. Why are you eating meat anyway? Even if you're only having one tafshil, you probably shouldn't be eating meat. Second of all, meat and fish typically are not supposed to be eaten together. We assume it's kashal davracher that that can cause saras or whatever. So it means, but with the separation of dagim, lo yachol basar And then the very next line says, and by the way, you're not allowed to eat meat anyway, and you're not allowed to drink wine anyway. <clears throat> on uh, on erev Tishbath. So Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, meaning we're knowing not to eat meat and drink wine uh, throughout the nine days, but really Meikra Din Medina de Mishnah, it's only an erev Tishbath. Sfarim are knowing the Shvur Shechalbo, Ashkenazim are knowing the whole nine days not to eat meat and drink wine, but uh, the Din of the Mishnah is really an only erev Tishbath. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel Omer Yeshana that you should do something different than normal. If you normally eat two Tavshilin, so then you should eat only one Tavshil. If you normally drink ten Kosos, you should only drink five Kosos. If you normally have a meal with 10 people around the table, have a meal with only 5 people around the table. But it's not an absolute Isra Basar V'yayim. It just means that the meal should look different on Erev Tishabav. Rabbi Yudah Mechaev B'Kfiya Samita, V'lahod V'lacham. Rabbi Yudah says you have to do Kfiya Samita on Tishabav, just like an Aval has to do Kfiya Samita, that you don't sleep on the bed in the normal, re- in the normal way, but the Chamim disagree with that uh, with that Chumrah. An Aval has to do Kfiya Samita. Kfiya Samita is a unique Halacha. The Halacha of Kfiya Samita is that not only do you flip over your own bed, your kofek kol mita bebayis. Every mita that's in the house, even if uh, the avil is not the one using that mita, they do kviyas mita. The Gemara in the third parakamayt katan says that that's a remise to the idea that the musli yukni nasati bam ubavonoseim efachtiya. That our kodesh baruch hu gave us the tzelam elokim and we flipped over the tzelam elokim. So we do kviyas mita as a way of showing that. Uh, but the baliyatos point out nowadays we can't do kviyas mita anymore because kviyas mita would make it that the bed was still usable but not quite as comfortable. We can't really do that because if we turn over our mattresses, it's just as comfortable. If you turn over the whole bed frame, it's not usable. So, uh, so we don't do kfiyas samit anymore. But the idea, I think, the Chasam Sofer explains that the idea of kfiyas samit is fulfilled by not having uh, by covering the mirrors in the base avel. That the whole idea is the musliyukni that we're covering up the tzelam elukim. So that's why we cover the mirrors in the base avel. That's why a lot of times people ask, can you just cover the mirror where the avel is staying? You have to cover the mirrors in every other bathroom in the house and every other place in the house. You have to cover the mirrors. So technically, if it's really a fulfillment of Kfiya Samita, it's not only a din in the Avel, it should be a din in, in the, the whole bias, as opposed to what well, people normally assume that the reason you cover the mirrors is just that there shouldn't be vanity when a person is sitting Shiva. That would only apply to the Avel himself. So that's the Nafkamina and the two reasons of why we cover the mirrors. There were no days as great as Tuba Av and Yom Kippur. All the Menosol would borrow nice white clothes. And the reason they would borrow, even if they had their own, not to embarrass those who couldn't afford. But you never know who wore those kalim uh, beforehand. It's, uh, they, they, uh, so you, you think this is a new thing that uh, you know that the family of Akala is uh, renting dresses and things like right. So they have uh, they have all these things. So so they have to tell them because they don't know who wore them and whether they were tummy or not. The would go and dance in circles in the vineyards. 
you omrus. And what would they say? Bachur sona inechu re mato barulach. Go and uh, bachur, uh, young men, li- li- lift up your eyes and sh- see what you're, what you're interested in. The shidduch. Al tita inechu benoi, inechu b'mishvacha. Don't only look at physical beauty. Look at the family. Sheker achin vehevelayofi ishi yiras Hashemi tisalol. That it's uh, your shemayim is more important. For Omer tenula mi priyadev yalua b'sharim aseha. That that which is most praiseworthy about a woman is how she acts, how she behaves. V'chenu Omer and on Yom Kippur it was a Yom Tov for Yisrael. They would say v'tzeenu rena b'dosion b'melch shlomo b'atarashitu loimo b'yom chasunoso b'yom simchas libo. That was unique for Yom Kippur. B'melch shlomo is Hakadosh Baruch Hu is the Melech Shalom Shalom. It's a reference to Hashem, not to Shlomo Melech. B'atarashitu loimo is Knesset Yisrael. And Biyom Chasunaso, Zematan Torah, that's the day of Matan Torah, uh, which means Yom Kippur when we got the Luchos Shneos, or Biyom Sumchaslibo, Zabinyan Besamikdash, Yibana Bimeir Viamenu. That's a reference to Binyan Besamikdash. So Bishlosha Pragam Bashana, Kanam Nosmes Kapeim, so Tanios Mamados Mikam Musaf says, wait a second, Antios Mamados, there is no Musaf. So says, Marksuri Maxavakhtani. Bishlosha Pragam Kanam Nosmes Kapeim calls Mashem Spalin. There are three times during the year where Kohanim will do Nesias Kapeim every single Tfil. However, many there are. V'yeshmen arba upam miyom shaks musmin chunil shalom velu ein shloshah brachim velu ein shloshah brachim tani z'mavaz yom kippurim. Among those times, some of them will actually have four tefillos during the day. But in Echadami, some of them don't have a covered musaf, so they only have three tefillos during the day. But the, what they have in common is that there's nesias kapayim at all of the tefillos. Amram nachem amram baravua amram baravua that zu dever reb meir. Avul chamram the cham disagree and they say shaks musaf. So, what's behind this machlokas? We never do nesias kapayim b'mincha anyway. Mishum shichrus because there's a concern that people at Karnam are going to be drunk. Ha'idna like a shichrus it's a fasting. No one's going to be drunk. Rabbi Yudas of a shachrus musaf to call yomel sheich shichrus lo gazuburabanan minchunila to call yoma shchicha shichrus gazuburabanan shachrus mincha will never be a time of shichrus. Shachrus musaf will never be a time of shichrus. They didn't have kiddush clubs. Mincha neila is a time of shichrus in general, even though it's not a time of shichrus that day. So the rabbanan were not uh, goes there to do nesias kapayim. And Rabbi Yosef, Mincha Disa B'Kal Yom Mincha, which happens every day, the Rabbana made a gzera not to do Nesiyas Kapayim. But the Ni'ila, the lesser B'Kal Yom Ha'Gazu even though it happens at a time of day that's, uh, that's, that's, that people have, uh, have shikhrus, but nevertheless, the Rabbana never goes there because it doesn't happen on days when people are going to be shikhr. Okay, Ben Shom, we'll pick up with Amr Rav and deal with the uh, halacha about when we do uh, Nesiyas Kapayim tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody.